Welcome to Transmissions Alt Mode, where we look at all the latest comics and other media featuring the Transformers. In this episode, we continue our exploration of Transformers Earthspark with reviews of episodes 5 and 6. Today is Friday, February 3rd, 2023, and this is episode 323 of Transmissions Alt Mode. Welcome to Transmissions Alt Mode. The podcast that's learning a lot about different cultures through kids' cartoons. I'm your host, Charles, a.k.a. Big C, and I'm joined by the excellent Transmissions team. Jeremy, a.k.a. Yakko. Hello, how are you doing? And Daryl, the Cybertronian Beast. Giddy up. Let's talk Transformers. As always, we start the show by thanking our Donatrions, those lovely people who support us on Patreon and PayPal. Thank you all so much for your continued support. It really helps us out and keeps the show going. And we couldn't do this without you. If you are not a Donatron and would like to become one, just go to transmissionspodcast.com slash support. That's where you can sign up. Uh, you do get some perks uh, for becoming a member. Uh, you get to watch the show live as we record it. If you are, if you would like to, the Sunday before the shows go up, uh, you can also we get some lots of bonus content that uh, we put out for everyone to listen to and watch. And even at the higher levels, you can get some merchandise if uh, you know if you're interested in some additional transmissions of merchandise. So uh, this week, we do have another bonus episode of our awesome Big Bot Transformer show, We Like Big Bots. And that's Woo-hoo. starring <laughs> starring uh, Mr. Daryl and Dr. Pants. Does Dr. Pants outrank you? I mean, he does. Well, I mean, he does have a degree in pants. <laughs> Should give myself a royal title. That way, I can be his, maj- <laughs> his Majesty's Cybertronian Beast, <laughs> Lord Bar- <laughs> Baron <laughs> Bar- Baron Beast. Yeah, there you go. Baron that ranks a doctor. Just, I mean, <laughs> and I don't have to go to medical school for that, or or, or multiple multiple years of university. Well, do you want to tell us uh, what's going on for, with this week's We Like Big Bots? It's already available for our Donatron, so they can't already That's have right. access to it. So uh, you want to give us a teaser? Maybe it'll entice some people to sign up? Yeah, I mean, this was a hell of a show. We uh, we had a good time with this one. Uh, I teased it on Wednesday. So uh, you guys, uh, if you're able to watch it uh, or get to it, this was one that uh, we wanted to do and we were waiting to do for a while because uh, we needed people to get their figures in so they could relate to us talking about Victory Saber. We uh, we both had a bunch of Victory Sabers to to uh, to talk about, and it's a big ass bot, so we wanted to uh, to really get into there and, and, and talk about it for a bit. And uh, Doctor Pants and I really had a good time uh, dissecting uh, the different Victory Sabers. We didn't get into any of the the QC problems or anything like that. We just wanted to celebrate the fact that uh, Victory Saber had been done. Uh, and uh, and then we wanted to talk about all the other ones that uh, we owned. And we owned quite a bit. So, uh, yeah, it was it was a really cool discussion, really fun. And, um, and yeah, and, and a lot of people out there should be able to relate because it's a very new figure for a lot of people. And uh, a lot of the community bought in on the most recent HasLab projects. So, uh, yeah, uh, Victory Saber is the most recent one, episode 10. And uh, it's it's available for all of our Donatrions. Awesome. All right. And uh, also, uh, this week, we have our next episode of our Transformers live play RPG podcast, Empire of Rust. This is episode 94, Docking Bay 94. Uh, so it's available on the uh, main Empire of Rust feed. That's at transmissionspodcast.com slash rust. So uh, it's it's been up since Monday. So everyone should have access and can listen to it uh, as right now it's in the feed. Next week, we'll have episode 95 going up for Donatrons, the earliest bonus, uh, the early bonus uh, uncut version of episode 95 will be up next week, starting Monday. 
uh, and that will be only exclusively for Donatrons. And then the following week, we'll have the regular version of episode 95 up. So we've got that to look forward to after this weekend. Uh, one last little tidbit. Uh, this week, I was on the ToyCast uh, podcast. That's on the GeekCast radio network with TFG1 Mike. Uh, talking about my toy origins. So uh, how did I get into toys as a kid back in the 80s? Uh, do I still collect toys now? Uh, lots of questions. Uh, went through a gauntlet with TFG1 Mike. It was a fun time. We had fun on that podcast. Thanks uh, to TFG1 Mike for having me on. Uh, he's working his way through all the Transmissions podcast hosts. So uh, Daryl's already been on. We've already had Dr. Pants on there, too. Uh, so uh, I think Apollo and Jeremy are soon to follow. Uh, Mike, uh, Mike, uh, our Mike, was also on with TFG1 Mike as well. So let's uh, hope I'm not that one last figure that's in the final wave that never gets released. <laughs> <laughs> He's the, Jeremy's the chase figure. Yeah. <laughs> So we'll have a link in the show notes uh, to uh, my episode so you can get that at the GeekCast Radio Network. All right. Uh, so now let's get into the meat of the show. We're talking about Transformers Earthspark. So first up, before we get into the episode reviews, uh, Jeremy, you found an interesting item on the voice of Optimus Prime for this series, Mr. Alan Tudyk. Yeah, um, he was interviewed for uh, the February issue of SFX Magazine, which has just come out. And uh, in this interview, they asked him about his role as Optimus Prime uh, and specifically what he was thinking when he found out he was going to be a part of a Transformers franchise, to which... He, he reminded them he was in this movie called Dark of the Moon. But uh, he said when he, he read the email about being Optimus Prime, all he read was Prime. And he was like, yeah, I mean, I was in Dark of the Moon and there was another Prime in that movie. So, yeah, I, you know, I could be Optometrist Prime or Amazon Prime or something. And, you know, it's funny. He just went through some things like that. But then when he went in to actually read the, the script and stuff, and he realized it was Optimus Prime. He kind of freaked out a little bit. So yeah. I, I thought that was that was cool and shows you know he 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 is treating the role with respect and he he just never thought he would be you know one of the few people that have played that character. But uh, he he really loves the story of the series and uh, you know kind of the gray areas of the characters. It's not just a you know the normal or the the classic you know good versus evil there's there's a lot of gray there so it was um you know it's really cool you know just seeing his take on playing that character cool all right uh and we'll have a link to that in the show notes if you want to check out that interview um and now let's get into our reviews so we're going to start off with episode five that is classified. Um, I, I should mention, I, I think we didn't, we didn't really mention it at the, in last week's show, but these are all spoiler filled reviews. I mean, I know the shows at this point, it's a few months old. So probably, I mean, hopefully you've all, you've all seen this before you're, you're listening or watching this podcast, but we are getting into full spoilers for all the episodes. So we're not, uh, we're not holding anything back. We're just going through the episodes talking about what we liked and what we didn't like in each one. And uh, yeah, so enjoy. So if, if you are, if you don't want to get spoiled um, apologies for last week and uh, you might want to skip this, the rest of this episode, if you, if you don't want to get spoiled for the next couple episodes of Transformers Earth Spark. So. But uh, just skip the review. Tune in right at the end of the episode where we promote more shit. Yes. <laughs> we have some feedback this week. <laughs> That's true. Yep. <laughs> All right. So episode five, classified. Uh, so this episode, uh, we are delving more into Ghost, the mysterious organization that is in charge of human cybertronian relationships uh, relations on uh, on earth uh we get 
we learned that GHOST is an acronym for Global Hazard and Ordnance Strike Team. So um, I think they, uh, they, they took a page out of S.H.I.E.L.D.'s handbook <laughs> to, for their organization. Um, and uh, this episode was, it's, it's a little bit silly. Um, it is, this was, this was uh, you know, and this also gives a glimpse into the whole, like the relationships between the humans and the Autobots and Decepticons is a little bit more complicated than originally presented in the series. So it was interesting to see all the different, things that are going on here like it's not just okay you know optimus prime is working with the humans to to you know hunt down rogue decepticons it's like the optimus prime is keeping the terran secret from ghosts which he's also keeping them keeping bumblebee secret from ghost but he's working with ghost and he's in charge of ghosts and it's and then dot who the malto family matriarch is also working with ghost but also has to keep her family secret from ghost because the, the the terrans are uh you know are not uh, are not known to ghost so it's it's a very uh you know it, it leads to the whole you know wacky threes company situations of hiding your hiding people from the different characters and uh you know throughout this whole episode so uh the uh, the core of the episode also uh centers around Robbie and his uh you know his his fears of uh his family being broken up by having the Terrans taken away from them and that fear leads him to uh you know to lash out at his sister and and his uh um you know because he he feels like he should be strong and brave for everyone but he he doesn't want to admit his fears. Uh, but of course, at the end, he learns that if you, if you talk things out, it, it makes things better, it'll make you feel better. And also you can share the burden with your family, the people who you love and trust the most, because, you know, that's the message, right? Um, but yeah, so the, and uh, I, I think this also, this episode also continued uh, Jeremy's theme that Optimus Prime is kind of a jerk. <laughs> uh, he's, he gives, uh, he gives Dot the, um, the training, uh, the, the ghost training videos that are quite cheesy and uh but but actually you know he he does he does get softened a little bit here because dot is also she's not she's not a a fan of of optimus's training uh yeah that 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 face is giving me (laughs) nightmares (laughs) i mean that's the first sign that he's he's not all up and up Um, but yeah, so uh, so I, I thought I thought this was a this was a fun episode. I I liked getting more information about Ghost. Although I'm still I don't really understand. Like if Optimus Prime is in charge of Ghost, why can't they know about the the Terrans? And he just says they're under my protection. They're not Decepticons. They're just they're new robots who are under my protection. So why why does that need to be kept secret from Ghost? So, oh, and I guess uh, we also have the the uh, the hilarious agent was it Schloder or Slaughter or whatever his Schlatter. name was? Yeah. Who was uh, very by the book, but also pretty ridiculous. So, uh, you know, it was, he's the, he's the main ghost character or ghost agent. And um, this also continues the trend of, uh, of characters who don't realize they're on a Transformers show. Like he, he finds this random car in a bar. He, he hears a transformation sound. He goes to the bar and sees, Oh, there's no transformer here. It's just a car. Um, An extremely maybe. exotic car. <laughs> hey, <laughs> he he could have had a midlife crisis and bought a sports car. Keep it in the barn. I mean, you do. Although, yeah. when the agent came with the donut, I, if it were me, I would be like, there's no way you're getting that donut in my car. <laughs> I mean, you know, perfect excuse for Bumblebee not wanting to have it on, you know, inside. Yeah. But I'm like, you're you're not going to have any food inside my car. <laughs> but I, I guess I might. I mean, I guess you could make the argument. This just shows how much how incompetent of an agent he is that he doesn't immediately jump to the conclusion of maybe this is a robot in disguise. Maybe <laughs> across to me as a a Michael Scott like character. Yeah. Yeah, that I think that's accurate. <laughs> so yeah, so um, 
this it was i think this was this is definitely played up for comedy uh, you know to uh uh, on top of the the seriousness of of Robbie and his uh, his nightmares, but um, most of the episode was was you know played for laughs. And then oh, and then the uh, the danger room, the the Megatron danger room that the kids had to fight through. So that was a, that was a fun end of the episode. The, you know, uh, and I'm I'm surprised Megatron's uh, danger room scenario is he has to save a human child who's be, who who's, who was. Uh, being uh, you know being captured or whatever i i don't i don't envision megatron as as wanting to you know have the scenario have the rescue scenario of rescuing humans that that seems like something he's he wouldn't be too into but this is a kinder and gentler megatron i guess works on his empathy <laughs> it just proves megatron is the true good guy of the series <laughs> optimus is not yep and uh, and also the uh, since we do get the kids at night, we do get the interesting thing. And and this was this was something that uh, also I mean this this is kind of showcases a little bit of the diversity of the episode. You've got uh, both Robbie and Mo. They're wearing some do rags when they go to sleep. So you know if you're if uh, I mean it's not just it's it's probably I mean this if you watch like a Chris the Chris Rock documentary of good hair you know that talks a lot about black hair if you if you are you know familiar with uh you know some there's a there's a little bit of rituals that that sometimes if you're as you can as say a, it a, you can say it if you're an idiot white guy that like me <laughs> I, I didn't know <laughs> yeah I mean, yeah. <laughs> No, I mean the the thing that I caught was when I see Mo wearing her uh, her bonnet there. That's that's exactly that exactly this the same color, the same shape. That's exactly what my daughter wears to bed to to keep her hair, uh, you know, in in shape. So when she gets up in the morning, it's it's nice. It looks it's looking nice. So I was like, hey, Mo, uh, the, you know, and uh, you know, it's, I see my daughter right there on the screen. So you know that that was that was pretty cool. Yeah. Um. And uh, yeah, I think that was, that was uh, you know another another little uh, thing you can add to a show when you have uh, you have you have different characters from different cultures and backgrounds. And we'll talk a little bit about that in the next episode too, because I get we get a little another little tidbit in the next episode. It was like it was like you said in the intro, we're, we're learning about different cultures through the cartoon. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and I think the animation continues to be really nice here. I thought all the characters were really well animated. Uh, all the um, you know, every, everything was uh, was pretty well done. You know, one thing though, I do want to mention: like all the human characters uh, look, you know, pretty reasonably proportioned. Although I will say, um, in particular, Mo, like her character model seems just a little bit more like anime proportion than everyone else. Like she, her, her face and her eyes are yeah. like huge. Like if you see Robbie and Mo, like face to face Mo's eyes look like huge anime eyes where everyone else every other human on the show has like pretty normal like human proportions that you see it you know that looks you know pretty unremarkable but I'm just it's just looks weird to me that Mo's kind of proportions are a little bit more anime-esque and and I don't know that that kind of adds to the it's a little bit jarring when you see her next to other characters in the show but yeah I can't get over the idea, the fact that she speaks so maturely. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I don't think I know any kid in that age range that, uh, I mean, what, what's Robbie? Robbie's got to be what? 10, 11. Uh, so yeah, Mo's, like Mo's got to be seven, eight, eight. At, you know, there's, I, I don't think I know any kid who speaks as well as, as Mo does. I don't know. I mean, my my kid speaks very similar. To yeah, me. I I I when I when I met when I met uh, Alex at TFCon, uh, I was I was impressed with the, his uh, his eloquence. So he, I, I can I can I can see that that happen. he he knows a lot of words and he uses them every, like uses up his full quota of words every day. <laughs> so. <laughs> But uh, I mean, it's definitely it's not it's not uh, you know super common, but uh, you know some kids some kids. I mean, uh, I mean, I'm glad they don't have them 
trying to do slang and and stuff. I mean, I, I think that would that would probably rub people the wrong way, and it wouldn't come off well. I, I think they're they're doing in terms of kid characters and Transformer cartoons. I think these are on the better end of the characters we've gotten. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. So uh, that was, so that those are, I guess those are my thoughts. So maybe I'll, I'll pass it over to Jeremy. What did you think of this episode? I, I did enjoy this and it, like you said, it, it does encourage, or it, it keeps feeding my theory that there's something up with Optimus Prime. <laughs> and looking at the ghost logo, it, it just, it looks more sinister to me now than I'm trying to find a good clean picture of it. Um, there, whoops. I can show this here. It just, it, it looks, it reminds me of Stryka's face. Hmm. Yeah. Um, I can see that. I'm wondering if there's something more to to that, since I, I haven't seen past the episodes we're reviewing here yet. And I don't know. Um, I, I do hope that Megatron is the hero of the series because he, he's a much more likable character in my mind. Uh, but I, I think you know we all knew that. Um, Oh, what was the mom's name? Dot. Dot. Yeah, we we all knew she was, you know, working for Ghost. She knew she was working for Ghost, but she thought it was more of this, like, just kind of keep the Terrans safe. And now, you know, we discover there's a whole underground thing that connects to her um, her ranger station with an elevator, and I don't know. It, it I it this whole storyline increased my interest in the series you know a lot just like the 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 two episodes we reviewed last time it, they just you know they were they were good enough for what they were but didn't really pique my interest to just kind of keep going on my own to finish the series outside of what we have to do for the podcast but this did, and the ghost storyline really interests me. I so I, I really enjoyed seeing that, and especially kind of at the end where um, I'm trying to find that where they where Optimus was driving them out of the um, out of the base here, and and they're passing all of the Decepticons that were captured, mm-hmm. and Dot didn't realize that. And Optimus is pro- talking about the um, the compromises that they've had to make, and you know the, this is an Optimus that has had to kind of play in the gray area. So that's you know it was surprising to Dot, and I think it's surprising to a lot of people watching this. Maybe not me because I figured it was a jerk. <laughs> but, <laughs> no, but it, it was. You know, it, it's really helping deepen the the characters in my mind. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I think this was a, a really enjoyable episode, and I loved the the little brief look at Teletran one that we got. That was that was a nice little Easter egg. So, yeah, um, this was a good one. Yeah, and I, but I also wonder, like, that's that's also raises a question. What is what is the legal status of Decepticons these days? Like why why is it why is it bad that the Decepticons are in a holding facility? Like I thought if they're Decepticon criminals, why wouldn't they be in jail? Like right. are they is this is this is Ghost a secret jail? So they should be just like in regular Transformer, regular Cybertronian jail that and, and they get like, you know, a, a couple months sentence and get released or something? I mean, I guess I guess I'm curious as to what like and and like is dot like saying that like i guess from the the previous episode we see dot is like she's saying you know decepticons are fine as long as they don't are are not causing trouble yeah but uh weren't these ones causing trouble that's why they're in, that's why they're in the holding cell so i don't know yeah i mean in the the alan tudic interview he does mention how like 
some of the Decepticons are still kind of trying to fight the war, but you know, they're they're all part of the same species and you know, some of the Decepticons aren't. And yeah, I'm wondering if this is just yeah, Dot seems to be someone that wants due process and doesn't seem mm-hmm. like these these Decepticons are getting that. Yeah. I guess we'll find out as the series goes on. So we've we, it's, we're already this. I mean, this is episode five, so we've only, we're halfway through the first season, and or I guess the first chunk of episodes. I don't know if this is the this is not the full first season. I think there's another chunk is due to be released, maybe a few in a few months or something. I don't know, but we'll see. Okay, Daryl, what were your thoughts? Uh, I thought it was a decent episode. Um, the the stinger at the end that Jeremy just mentioned about uh, with them driving through the jail, um, that that really kind of made it for me. I'm like, okay, well, you know, there's more there's more stuff going on here than than meets the eye. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he said it. He said the thing. Say the um, line, Daryl. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, I um. I, I definitely thought uh, that you know there was some some good parts between uh, um, Robbie and, and uh, uh, his sister. I'm Mo. forgetting their names. Mo, I should know that. Uh, so yeah, so there uh, uh, there's definitely some good uh, some good back and forth between them. Um, the um, the the shot of Teletran one, I did see. I get did see that as well, and I thought that was really nice. Um, for the the most part the uh, the episode i thought for at the start was was kind of boring but then it definitely picked up uh at the end with a little bit of action there which any good tv show really should do is just kind of you know end on a high note the danger room thing was a, a definite uh high point for me as well i i like that it was it was good to see you know that was kind of teased in the previous episode with megatron there just kind of doing his thing and then uh then kind of brought forth with this one with uh, them getting stuck in it um yeah with with optimus excuse me i uh i'm not entirely sure what his deal is i don't know whether he's a jerk or he's just ignorant um you know (laughs) so he you know he's doing his thing but he doesn't quite know where all of his autobots are um and then you know it's he's just kind of trying to like I mean, he's been fighting Megatron for 4 million years or whatever. And now all of a sudden he's partners with him. So he doesn't exactly know what's going on either. He's just kind of uh, rolling with it. <laughs> There's another one. <laughs> um, but, it's a uh, pity yeah, laugh, Daryl. <laughs> I know. It's terrible. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it was, it was a fine episode. There's... Um, but yeah, the uh, I'm I'm okay with it. It's it's been it's been good. Yeah, you, you know it's it's interesting that he does mention like um, how Optimus Prime mentions how basically Ghost was their only option for human Cybertronian relationships. So that's that's why he he made the decision to work with them and and uh, and yeah, I mean at this point it seems like only. Optimus Prime, Alita One, and Megatron are actually ghost agents, quote unquote. Like all the other Transformer characters we've seen do not have the ghost symbol on their body. They're just regular mm-hmm. Autobots or Decepticons. And and yeah. we'll get into that yeah. a little bit in the next episode, because yeah. uh another character shows up that does not have a ghost symbol on I, their uh, I remember we we wondered about that when we first saw the toys. Yeah. That's right. So, okay, that was episode five. And so that was classified. So let's move on to episode six, Traditions. And uh, so this episode is a, uh, we get more in the family dynamic uh, between Alex sharing his heritage with his children. So Alex uh, is a, um, a Filipino, uh, grew up uh, in the Philippines with his uh, his father and grandfather there and uh talks a little bit about his tradition uh one of one of which is uh hunting the wok wok which is a uh, a filipino 
mythological creature is uh, apparently a you know a monster a, a vampire bird monster thing and he his grandfather uh, taught him about hunting the walk walk and learn and doing uh, and he does this tradition with his family uh, and his kids uh, every year so uh, but Robbie you know Robbie's turn Robbie's a preteen moving into that jerk teenager stage so he doesn't want to hang out with his dad anymore he wants to go do his video game competition uh so he's too busy and uh alex is a little bummed that his, his son doesn't want to hang out with him anymore i can relate to this alex i uh, you know <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm now on the i'm on the other on the other side of this um i relate to the adult characters not the kids anymore um <laughs> But uh, yeah, and that, and of course, uh, Twitch is interested because Twitch doesn't, you know, is just learning about this whole family family thing. She's, you know, she's both Cybertronian and human, so she has a connection to uh, Robbie and uh, and Mo. So you know, she feels like uh, their parents are, you know, they, she calls she calls the Mo parent or the Malto parents mom and dad, and feels like they were they're her parents, but she also doesn't know where, quite where she fits in and wants to learn about different tradition, traditions and then through a wha- set of wacky circumstances runs into her dad too which turns out to be Wheeljack. So we get Wheeljack uh coming into this episode. Of course, it was mentioned way back in episode 1 that Wheeljack was the one who created the drones that uh Twitch modeled her her uh, alt mode after. So uh that leads to Wheeljack discovering her, thinking initially uh, again. Now, this I really think Wheeljack has no excuse here. Wheeljack's Wheeljack runs into Twitch in her drone mode and immediately thinks, "Oh, my drone gained sentience and came its its AI came to life." He doesn't think, "Oh, maybe this is a Cybertronian in disguise." He immediately thinks, "Oh, my drone came to life." Wheeljack, I mean. You're a scientist, man. <laughs> you, you, you couldn't you couldn't have thought there was an alternate uh, conclusion there. Um, but she transforms and and he realizes his mistake. But well, and he mentions, "Oh, you're the um, the new bots that Optimus talked about." Yeah, and he knew about that. He knew about that ahead of time. Come on, man. <laughs> now, Wheeljack is not Michael Scott. Wheeljack should know, really know better. <laughs> And and he should know, like, yeah, things are not always what they seem. <laughs> but uh, but it, it, you know, we we get a little bonding there, and then we have the return of the Mandroid. The Mandroid is back, trying to get more robot parts so that he can upgrade his body, so that he can destroy all the Cybertronians on Earth. Uh, and he sends out his spider creatures, spider drone creatures, to go collect more robot parts, and that. Uh, leads to the con- major conflict in the episode where the robot parts come they find uh they find Twitch and Wheeljack try to attack them they also find Robbie and they want Robbie's uh Cybertronian sleeve that is his connection to Twitch on his hand they think they you know and and Robbie says you'll have to cut my arm off to get this technology and then they're like okay <laughs> but uh but of course uh you know, Alex uh, finds his son, and they bond again, and they use their walk, walk moves to uh, beat down the uh, spider drones. And it's very, uh, you know, it all comes, it all comes back together at the end. Um, so yeah, and this was a, this was a, I think this was also this was a pretty uh, good episode. You've got the, you've got the, the nice little family theme tie in there, but then you've got. The uh, the conflict and the excitement of these spider drones attacking and everything, and you got Wheeljack, and it's cool to see Wheeljack come in. Uh, and again, Wheeljack has just a regular Autobot symbol. He is not a Ghost agent. He is not part of Ghost, but he is still working with Optimus Prime and and you know working. And he apparently knows about Bumblebee because Bumblebee and Wheeljack are <laughs> uh, do not express any surprise when they see each other. Yeah, so, I, I was waiting for that, and yeah, they did. They didn't even mention it. Yeah, so Bumblebee's not doing a great job of staying in hiding. If he's supposed to be hiding out, <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, this was a uh, and I, I did like I did like uh, Twitch uh, and her like 
her base basically trying to figure out where her place is and and find her family and everything i thought that was really fun and and wheeljack accepting his role as dad too i thought that was that was very that was very cute and heartwarming so it was nice uh daryl what did you think of this episode well the one thing that's been kind of um that stuck out to me for for both the episodes we watched for this week was didn't um mo originally bond with um the motorcycle one yeah thrash yes okay or i got it backwards i thought mo and the drone were attached and robbie and the motorcycle were attached no so no no okay i'm all right. So the way they're doing it in the show is correct then. Good. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yes. The way they've been doing it and have always been doing it since episode one is the, is correct. I, I did right. have I did have that same confusion for a minute there too. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, um, you, if you, they they basically do the they, they're basically the gender the opposite gender goes together. So right. The the girl goes with the boy robot and the boy goes with the girl robot. Because um, they've got the brother-sister dynamic there. I still can never remember what name goes with what. Yes, yeah, I'm not. I'm right there with you. I don't know what's going on. Um, the other one was, and and I was gonna make the comment. Uh, you know, they did touch on it later, but um, Robbie seemed to be having like seemed to be in in danger for most of the episode. Um, he was running away, he was scared and whatnot. And only until the end of the episode did Twitch kind of clue in. And I thought the sleeve thing was supposed to kind of keep them like binary bonded kind of thing. And so that Twitch would feel what he feels. And if he was scared shitless, then Twitch would be like, Robbie's, you know, in trouble. I got to go. And she did at the very end, but the whole episode, he was kind of scared and, it wasn't until the very end that she kind of maybe he was out of range. I mean, there <laughs> I was another point where when like Wheeljack shot her with the EMP, I was expecting him to react to right. her going offline for a minute. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean, even in the last episode when both of the uh, Terrans hit the the force fields and got all shocked up, the the kids didn't have any reaction to that. Other than laughing or, or, you know, just kind of being there. Um, anyway, so I was just, you know, that was the kind of stuff I was thinking about while I was watching it. Um, uh, Mandroid, I just find ridiculous as a character. He should fall over. I, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, phys- the physics of this character just boggle my mind. I don't understand how he's upright. Um, but again, suspension of dis- dis- disbelief. It's a cartoon. Um, I did kind of chuckle a little bit when he said that uh, he wishes he chose a, an arm with a built-in gun. So I thought that was kind of funny because now he's got to do two things with it, but whatever. Um, the uh, um, the little, I guess, uh, spider bots have been, I think that name has been kind of co-opted by Spider-Man. Arachnomex. So, yeah, so they come up with these Arachnomec bot names. So, um, yeah, so it's it's yeah, whatever. They're 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 fine. They're cool. They're they're scary. Um, but uh, I did I did like Wheeljack. Um, I'm not sure. I'm a super big fan of you know the Transformers characters themselves. These Cybertronians having like accents. <laughs> so. <laughs> they're they're from another planet but wheeljack's a texan for some reason um whatever it's, was, it seems I like mean, a carryover from cyberverse because that's where it, that's where it started in cyberverse didn't it where, yeah like, wheeljack had that accent yeah i was gonna bring this up too because it just it's so weird when he doesn't sound like he's from brooklyn <laughs> <laughs> I don't, i'm fine with them having accents but it's just like Optimus Prime's accent is pretty much, you know, regardless of who's playing it, he's this, you know, same, you know, John Wayne type of character. I right. feel like Wheeljack should always sound like he's from Brooklyn. And it was just, it took me out, especially when. I but again, that's y'all. still, that, that the, the y'all was uh, 
very hard yeah. place. I'm saying y'all right now. Um, As a native sub- southerner, I was a little uh, <laughs> I mean, I still find it weird when you say it too, though. So, um, the even even a Brooklyn accent is still there. That being said, I know we have an accent to the British and back, you know, whatever. So, I don't know how you could go about it by not having characters have accents, but AI, <laughs> <laughs> right? So. It just, it, I don't know. You could make up a make up their own Cybertronian accent, I guess. I, I don't know. It's, you know, I'm just kind of talking out my ass now, I guess. But it's, uh, it's, it's just having a uh, that hard Texas accent here was just kind of kind of threw me for Wheeljack. Um, yeah, but it's it's it is what it is. I did like seeing him in there. It's a different design for him. I liked his like the head sculpt they gave him. It, Sure, we've seen it in a toy or some kind of render at this point, but it was nice to see him. Um, and he does also do the retractable face mask, so that seems to be a thing. And uh, and the, the carryover from Prime, we're seeing it on the screen here, is the the Fu Manchu mustache mm-hmm. thing going on, the the goatee going yep. on. But it's I like it. It's 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 his thing now, you know. Uh, so yeah, it's 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 nice. And he's got the mohawk. So and that is a I mean, Wheeljack the G one toy had a kind of like this weird three-way mohawk on his head so that's kind of an original thing so you can kind of see the darker ones on the side there yeah mm. but the uh i really would wish that his ears would flash when he spoke i, I mm-hmm. think that would be that would be a nice little touch but whatever um yeah but the interactions between uh, wheeljack and, and twitch were were great you could see that she was really kind of reaching for this father figure from Wheeljack, and he just didn't give a shit at the time. He's just so interested in the studying the the mechs, and then finally he kind of clued in, like, okay, yeah, let's, yeah, I see what's going on, and then, yeah, so it's fun. It's it was it was a good episode. It was kind of fun. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, and uh, all our uh, all our Filipino listeners out there, I hope you guys got a got a little spotlight in this episode with the Filipino culture getting. Uh, getting a little bit of a, you know, at least folklore, getting a little bit of a shout out there. So I, I thought that was interesting. Like it's also, you know, shows the, how um, like the family is pretty, uh, it's interesting how you've got, uh, you know, a Fili- Filipino father and a, and a black mother and it's a blended family. So that's pretty cool. So I liked how when he started talking about was the, Wickwack or, or whackwack or whack whack yeah wack, wack. sorry um but then bumblebee was like i know about that i spent some time in the philippines doing yeah. drag races and stuff and you know we we've come already a long way from when alex was just annoying bumblebee with all of his like overbearing fanness to now they're able to connect on some common level and yeah bumblebee actually has some respect for him and I, I think that really worked well, and um, I, I'm interested to see where this is going to go. Yeah, the the whole uh, like with the, with Alex teaching him how to um, how to shoot hoops and everything, and that was a uh, yeah, it was a, it was neat to see them and bonding over over that and the uh, you know shared uh, Filipino heritage and everything. Yeah, I guess Bumblebee Bumblebee's been all around the world uh, since he's been in hiding. <laughs> So I guess he he spent some Undercover time in the agent. Philippines. Yeah, yeah. So, and now we have and another um, basketball reference in Transformer cartoon. <laughs> I don't care who you are. If you could be LeBron James. You're not making that shot from where he did. And I'm not. <laughs> Alex Malto shooting from that far away with without like throwing it like. Yeah. baseball throwing the ball like just tossing it up like that you're not making that shot that's a half court shot at least it's like, a cartoon at, it's okay at least the <laughs> physics are all off charles you're a doctor <laughs> be more upset <laughs> <laughs> all right i'll 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 uh, i'll i'll work on my outrage meter and get that's it right. up there <laughs> 
All right. So uh, I think everyone got a chance to say something. Yeah, I mean, Daryl took most of the points I was going to make anyway. But <laughs> you did it on the first episode, so there oh, you okay, go. fine. <laughs> we, we share a brain, apparently. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but I, I think the the last episode was more enjoyable to me than this one. But this one was a lot of fun. I love seeing Will Jack in any any show. He's always a fun character, and the colors really popped on his design. I really liked that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it. It was a good episode, good solid one. Cool. Okay, well, that's uh, our review of episode six, Traditions. And uh, that will take us uh, to another tradition on transmissions. We're going to talk about some feedback. Okay, on our Discord, we got a note uh, from Ichabod Drift. We and... have to read this one. <laughs> <laughs> it's for Daryl. It's yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, Ichabod Drift says, Daryl, after your wonderful take on my dude Swindle on alt mode, this Beast Wars cartoon fan will not join in on Charles and Jeremy's peer pressuring of you to watch it. Swindle really kind of stood apart from the other Combaticons, even in several G1 episodes, but you're spot on. It's awesome that he continues getting some standalone roles in the 21st century, enough so that I sponsored Chris McFeely's Basics episodes on him. Cheers, Daryl. That's great. Uh, <laughs> can we, uh, can you sponsor our episode on, oh, we'll do an episode on Swindle too. <laughs> I'm kidding. That was, that's great. Um, yeah, very good. It's uh, he's he has become a, a standalone character. Really, uh, definitely shed the rest of the Combaticons and uh, and just uh, gone about his uh, his own his own thing. Um, you know, he's like I said in last week's show. We, you know, he does share some characteristics that's with Starscream. But if you don't want to introduce Starscream because it comes with his own other set of baggage, you bring in Swindle, and there's a there's a whole bunch of fun you can have with Swindle. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Thanks a lot, uh, Ichabod Drift. It's uh, I'm glad that uh, you uh, you agree with me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there is. We'll I, maybe we should put a, a link in our show notes to the basics on Swindle. So there, there's a video from Chris McFeely. Uh, yeah, I think one thing we we didn't mention last week, but uh, Swindle did show up in uh, Transformers Animated. Uh, you know, that was over ten years ago, and as a as a standalone character, not as a a, a combiner part. And that was voiced by, uh, oh yeah, and that and that was voiced by Fred Willard. Uh, rest in peace, Fred Willard. There, uh, mm-hmm. long a while ago. So yeah, and again, <laughs> being a, being a little con artist, a double dealer character. So wasn't he in like? I know he was in uh, Fall of Cybertron as a combiner, but didn't, or maybe it was War for Cybertron. One of those, he he ran a little. Um, he ran a little kind of store type thing i believe so yeah Yeah. but yeah it was fall of cybertron but yeah he was part of bruticus there Mm -hmm. yeah i mean i in the it seemed like i mean swindle swindle's gone far beyond this but in in g1 in g1 days they usually for the combiner characters they usually had like maybe one or two in each team that got a little bit more characterization than the other ones like i remember with the aerial bots you had a little bit with Silverbolt because he had a fear of flying, but then he became leader of the Aerobots. And then you had a little bit with Slingshot because he was like the re- the the rebel Aerobot who didn't always want to do what everyone else wanted to do and didn't didn't wasn't too, so totally convinced of the Autobot cause. But then later on, he he figures his shit out and <laughs> and mm-hmm. and realizes that the Autobots are the good guys. So, but yeah. then the other Aerobots, they just had. Uh... Oh, go ahead. I was gonna say the other airbots just to, are just there. The other three guys are there. Yeah. <laughs> it's not really anything distinguishing them. The protectobots had first aid. Yeah, who got it all? And mm-hmm. uh, devastator, I'd probably give to uh, Hook, maybe Scrapper. Probably. Yeah, yeah. They then, they kind of shared course, it all. They they were early though, so they got a yeah. lot more. And you had you had long haul voiced by Greg Berger, who always complained about having to carry all this stuff around. So that, that was always mm-hmm. nice for a little bit of a laugh. Yeah. Um, 
And the Stunicons, I think Menasaur got got a little most of the spotlight as just kind of the, you know, trying to be the rival to Optimus Prime, but not really measuring. Motor Master. Motor Master. Oh, Motor Master. Yeah, yeah, who did I say? Menasaur. I said Menasaur. Yo, Menasaur is a big guy. Motor Master, yeah. Motor Master, <laughs> not, not Menasaur. So. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're right. They, they definitely did that. I'm trying to think of the Predaking guy uh, that would have done it, but it might have just been uh, Razorclaw, the center guy. Mm-hmm. Usually the leader got the got some just because he usually spoke for the team, but yeah. uh, but in some cases like uh, Swindle and, and First Aid, they definitely went about and did their own thing. No, it's mm-hmm. it's 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 quite interesting, especially to see them still doing it. You know, almost forty years later. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. Well, thanks, Ichabod Drift, for your note, and uh, that will do it for this episode of Transmissions Alt Mode. So, of course, at the end of every episode, we give a shout out to our Masterpiece Donatrons. Uh, these are the folks who contribute to our Patreon at the highest level, and that's why we give them a mention in every episode. So thank you once again to John Forex Levengood and Demon Tech 82 We really appreciate your support. And that'll do it for this week's Transmissions Alt Mode. Thanks, everyone, for watching, and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Later. Thank you for listening to this episode of Transmissions. If you'd like to join the conversation, travel to our Discord channel at transmissionspodcast.com slash Discord. Want some cool transmission swag? Feast your eyes on our transmissions gear at transmissionspodcast.com slash shop. If you'd like to support our podcast, go to transmissionspodcast.com slash support or tell your friends about our show. We'll see you next time.